Princess here, and welcome to episode four by Pumpkin. Listen, it's been a long day. It's Saturday night. I've left this to the last minute per huge. I am disappointed in myself. I did a lot of shit today. I'm exhausted, and I'm ready to go to bed. But I'm going to rally and do this podcast, because I promised I would. I'm a big on commitment. If I said I'm going to do something, I really want to do it. So uh, here I am. It's... Like I said, it's been a long day. I had a lot of errands. Um, some of my foster kids had unsupervised visits today, so I had to drive like 20 miles away from my house to drop them in a the parking lot. Not my favorite thing to do, but uh, it's part of the gig. Um, also, in the middle of the night last night, my husband... So, for those who don't listen to Spelling Tea, first of all, if you don't listen to Spelling Tea, I don't know how you got here, because I don't know how you know who the fuck I am, but... In case there are people that don't listen to Spelling Tea that are listening to this, my husband works at night. I talk about this all the time. He gets up to, he wakes up to go to work at midnight, and he usually leaves like at 1 a.m. And depending on what the fuck happens at work, he is home by 11 a.m.-ish. A couple times he hasn't gotten home till 2 p.m., but that's just shit happened at work. So, last night he goes to work. While we're all, I'm on my way to bed when he's up and he's very hungry and he wants to cook something. And so I can see that he is making a big ass fucking steak, a huge steak. And he's starting to make crab legs. I don't go up for crab legs like that. I feel like it's a lot of fucking work and for very little meat. And it's just not my thing, but whatever. He loves them. So he's making them and he's making a big steak. Fine. I say goodnight to him, I go to bed, he goes to work, lives on his life. In the morning, kids wake up. And he has put his shells in like um, an old Amazon box next to the trash can that, for it to all go out to the trash. And they can see that he's had crab legs. And they are livid. They want to know who the fuck in here was eating crab legs without fail. And so I spent most of the day fielding questions about crab legs and when are we going to get crab legs and couldn't you just take us to get some crab legs right now why are we at target when we go get some crab legs and we just need some crab legs Ugh. finally they got resolved he came home um we made uh he made dinner um i made grits uh which are my favorite but i make grits using half and half and milk not great guys (laughs) it's really thick grits they're they're like really creamy thick grits and they'll kill you and like tons of butter and like so he made spicy shrimp i made the grits with a roux for the grits and then he made crab legs so everybody is full everybody is sleep the kitchen is a fucking wreck and i'm exhausted from this day of running errands and doing all this shit and all I want is to be in bed next to him, sleeping off all these fucking seafood and grits in my belly. But you know what I did instead? I watched an episode of Flavor of Love. And I'm about to fucking talk about it. I just want you to know where my state of mind is right now. Um, somebody, um, um, I've been getting like uh, comments and likes on my Instagram and I really enjoy that. And I hope if you haven't had a chance to Follow me on Instagram. It's by Pumpkin Podcast. And Pumpkin is spelled with one P just the way Flav did it. Um, and someone, I can't tell who it was because I, I don't remember shit. My memory sucks. 
But someone said, you're doing a great job with these screenshots. And I want you to know that I watched this show on my computer. Unlike the Tory Spelling stuff I do with Spelling Tea. Um, most of the stuff I watch with her is, has to be like on DVD. Like a lot of her shit is not available for streaming because it's from the early 90s. And I guess there's no demand for it. Which is why I should have a podcast about it. Really thought that fucking through, princess. Anyway, um, so much of what I watch is like, I have to watch on like my PS4 or something. Because like nothing I, that's pretty much all I have that'll take a fucking DVD. But with Flavor of Love, it's on Hulu. And so I watch it on my computer and I make two screens. Um, Half the screen is Google Docs so I can take notes. And the other half is the... Is Hulu is the Hulu um, uh, tab and Hulu. If you have your mouse on Hulu, it will uh, darken the screen, so you don't get as good a, of a, a screenshot. So what I do is I don't I don't move my my mouse anywhere near there, and I just take a screenshot of the whole screen. It's Command Shift Three. If you just want to take a screenshot, if you want to take um, just a portion of a screenshot, it's command shift four. So I take all these screenshots as I'm watching. Like anytime they say or do something, I'm like, that shit is iconic. That's funny. There's Goldie being funny again. I take a screenshot and then when I'm done, I go through all the screenshots and I crop the ones I want. And then I schedule them out using buffer and then buffer posts them throughout the week. So that's my process. Um, it sounds like a lot. I don't feel like it's that much, but I just like a lot of the stuff I'm talking about is very fucking visual. And I want you guys to be able to see what I'm talking about. Um, the way they edit this show is very much, I mean, it's a comedy. This is not, this show does not take itself very seriously. It's one of the reasons why I can tolerate the show. It's probably the reason I liked it in the first place. Things like um, The Bachelor, The Voice, Survivor, those type of things take, those type of shows take themselves really seriously. They're like doing the thing. I personally, I don't like people who take themselves seriously. And I don't like shows that take themselves seriously. And I feel like the editors know this is a shit show. Like they're like, what the fuck are we watching? Let's liven this up. So yeah, I like to do the visual stuff. So if you appreciate it, thank you. And if you're not seeing it, it's because you're not following me on Instagram at buy pumpkin podcast. Okay. Do that. Also guys, Remember, I don't read reviews for my own sanity, but other people do. So if you like what you're listening to, we're four episodes in. We're four episodes in. If you like what you're listening to, make sure that you subscribe. I hope you've already done that. And then make sure you leave me a five-star review so that other people who are like, you know, just going, you know, just searching through their podcast app are like, I don't know what I want to listen to next. Do I want to listen to another show about murder? Do I want to listen to a reality star try to do a podcast and didn't get a lot of money? Or do I want to listen to um, a middle-aged woman in the suburbs of Texas talk about old TV shows? I don't know which... I, I personally wouldn't know what to choose. But if you gave me a bunch of five-star reviews, they'd be like, I, I'll try this. So please do that. Um, follow me on Instagram. Oh, I'm going to start having some guests. At first, I was like, 
I just really want to make sure that I'm having like the first few episodes. It's it's me getting the hang of things. It's me letting listeners kind of know what to expect from me. Um, but I also want to have guests because they're fun and they liven things up. And the reason I don't always have guests is because I do things like record at 9.30 at night on a Saturday night knowing I have to finish this before I'm going to publish it on a Sunday morning. So, yeah, I'm, I can be lazy. I'm trying to get better. So what I'm saying, though, is that, like, I'm going to start having some guests. I'm going to ask some people to be on, and we'll see who shakes out. If you have a podcast and you want me to be a guest on your podcast, reach out. Um, I don't curve people on purpose. Uh, I'm just busy and lazy and overcommitted. I shouldn't call myself lazy because I'm not lazy. People who think they're lazy are not the lazy ones. Lazy people get up, do something very minimal and go, oh, that was enough. I've had a long day. If you're constantly walking around saying to yourself, oh, I'm being so lazy, I'm being so lazy, you probably aren't being very lazy. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, like, I got a lot of shit going on. So if, like, I'm not not on podcasts. Wait, wait, what am I trying to say? I'm not... I'm not not on podcasts on purpose. Um, so if like you feel if you have a podcast and you you think that I would be a good guest, DM me. I check them every now and again. <laughs> DM me. Um, you know that's it. That's the, that's all the the business of the show. Let's get into the show. Um, there are eight girls left, and Flav shows up early in the morning before the girls get out of bed. Um, kind of like surprising them, which confirms what the fuck I've been telling you. He, he doesn't sleep there. Like they're shocked. They're like, Flav's here. They're shocked that he's there. He doesn't sleep there. Um, all the girls are kind of running around and shit. And New York is doing her hair. Like she is 90% of the time on this fucking show. The, the way it breaks down is she smokes cigarettes about 7% of the time. She talks shit about 3% of the time. And then she styles her hair the rest of the time. And you're like, princess, she talks shit a lot more than that. No, 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 no. She, her 3% is still more than the rest of the girls. That said, she's curling that hair a lot. She's petting that hair a lot. You can't see me. I'm petting my hair. She's petting that hair a lot. She's, she's brushing it up. She's in the mirror working on those baby hairs a lot. Every establishing shot they have of her is her working on her baby hairs. She, she's working on the hair a lot. I wonder if she was like a hairdresser. I wonder what the fuck, what the fuck New York was doing before she got on the show. I should do some research. Okay. Um, so basically, Flav, you know, he comes in. He's like, guys, get up. It's exciting. Blah, blah, blah. You look good. Let's go. And he gets all the girls together. And then he brings in a special guest, his mom, Miss Anna Drayton. And if you watch Strange Love, you've seen Flav's mom before. Um, if you've seen Flavor Flav, you've seen Flavor's mom before. Because his mama looks like him in a wig. If they were not standing side by side, I'd be like, that is fucking Flav and drag. There's no fucking way that's not Flav and Flav. Um, she also looks like... I don't know anybody who looks like her name is Anna Drayton more than this Anna Drayton. Miss Anna looks like a Miss Anna. Absolutely. Um, and basically Flav says, listen, we're going to do some church today. We're going to go to church with my moms. You know... We're, you know, I want you guys to meet her. She's going to give me her opinion. Smiley's worried because she said she's only prayed in bed and never got on her knees until it was time to suck dick. 
I don't know what that fucking means. <laughs> well, I know, I know what the second part means. I don't know what the first part means. Are you saying that, like, you were in the practice of praying, but the only place you've ever prayed is in a bed? I don't know. I just, I found it strange. Um, there's a lot of shit talking about hottie too. Um, they're doing this like a montage of people's talking heads, just talking shit about hottie. I believe production hated hottie. I don't know why. Maybe she's fucking rude. Maybe she's like, maybe she's the girl who speaks up and goes, this catered food is bullshit. I don't, maybe she took a long time to sign her contract. Maybe she just rubs the people the wrong way. They don't like her. And how you can tell is the way the show is edited. One, they make sure to give us another talking head of Goldie calling her crazy. They've given a lot of talking heads of Goldie calling her crazy. They make sure the other girls talk about how fucking crazy she is. They make sure they give us a talking head of people criticizing her clothes all the time. New York says, so Heidi is wearing what looks like I want to say an evening wear dress, but I don't want to say that because it looks like the type of dress you buy at the ghetto mall, at a, a ghetto mall at a place, I don't know, maybe it was called uh, Pieces or Hot Girl or... Uh, styles with a z you know in the ghetto mall and you know they would have these like more formal dresses like definitely all polyester all the time but these more formal dresses that they'd be like yeah you can go to your ball or your gala and this and but you go but the reason like nobody who walks in there is going to a ball of any sort they're going to a junior prom or uh a banquet at their church. I don't, I, I hope I've, I hope I've described this. You know, other people, <laughs> since I've started doing this podcast, I'll get comments on the Instagram where people will be like, you, the way you described Quiet Storm was so specific. And I'll be like, I talked about the Quiet Storm? What the fuck did I say? Did I say something about an Uncle Earl? Because I got an Uncle Earl. Like, some, I don't go back and listen to these episodes um, to edit them. What I do is if I need to edit something out, I write on a timestamp and I go back and, and I go and edit that specific part. I don't re-listen to these episodes. So a lot of times I'm like, I don't know what I said. I don't know what I was talking about. I know someone's going to gonna like quote me back about styles in the ghetto mall where you get your sparkly dress for the church banquet <laughs> but I'm gonna be like what I, what is that I don't remember any of that um anyway that's what Hottie's wearing it's like a silver thing it's not even it's not even zipped all the way up the back and then she's wearing a cloak <laughs> reminiscent <laughs> of <laughs> Little Red Riding Hood like it's got a hood and everything. She's got this cloak on and she's going to church. And she does look fucking ridiculous. But New York says, Hottie looks like the devil in a cape or something like that. 
and production or the editors, excuse me, because it, you know, not necessarily the same group. Uh, the editors edit Hottie, Hottie to look, to get horns and black wings like like a fallen angel, like a demon. They're having too much fucking fun with Hottie. They don't like her. Or even if it's not like they they fucking hate her, they have choked, they've been like, she's a fine target for us. Um, nobody else gets sound effects when they blink. This is one of the lasting things I remember about Flavor of Love. The sound effects when Hottie blinks. Because she blinks a lot. She blinks twice a lot in the, um, in the confessionals. So she'll say something fucking crazy. Like, out of this world crazy. And then they'll go, and then she'll blink twice and they'll go, blink, blink. No one else gets that. Yeah, they're having a lot of fun with Hottie. Um, so, yeah, Flav and his eight women and his mama pile into their stretch Hummer limo and they go to church. And this church is not Miss Anna's church. So let's, let's talk about that to to begin with. This is not her church. It's not like they were like, they went to, she goes to this church every week and they were like, well, can we film in here? Cause I'm going to bring my son. He's got a show where he's some girls and they're going to come in there. No, production had to scout out this church because Miss Anna lives in New York. She lives on Long Island. They're in L.A. So that brings a certain kind of context when you realize that, first of all, it look, from what I can see, Flav, his mama, and his eight girls are sitting in a place of honor. In the, they're like up front. They've got their own row. Um, and then the church choir is going off. Okay, the pastors dancing, they are getting it. They got praise dancers out there. I didn't know those praise dancers were like a regular thing. I went to a um, a christening. I don't really go to church, guys. I'm just not really into like organized religion. I find that when we get organized, people start to get, people start to do less about spirituality and more about personal gain. That's how I feel. That's why I'm not... Like, no matter what religion is, I can't be a part of, like, an organization for religion because it becomes about the organization. And so, um, I had to go to a christening of one of my, of one of my nephews. So, we're going to the church. The christening, they bury the christening deep into the proceedings. They've got three sermons, a bunch of plate passing, um, and then at one point there was like a drill team that came out and did like routines. I thought I was watching the cheerleading nationals on ESPN. I was like, what is this? And someone told me those are praise dancers. They're like, I don't know, Jesus' cheerleaders. I don't know. But I saw, and I thought to myself, look what the fuck people will make up. Look what they will fucking do. They were two hours into this damn thing, and I'm only here to see you sprinkle some ba- some water on a goddamn baby. And y'all bring out your dancers? I was pissed. My husband was even more pissed because he hates, he hates church. He got up and left. But the thing was, he was holding the baby that's supposed to be christened. He took the baby with him. We had to chase him out and get the baby. And I was also like, next time, how about you nudge my leg so I can go too? 
You just rolled out? What happened to the ghetto forever? What about our vows? If you leave a church service, if you run out in a church service and still a baby that's going to be baptized, give me a heads up. <laughs> Let me fucking know so I can go too. Shit. So, yeah, this church is lit. They have so many fucking, pra- they got praise dancers. They are going at it when it comes to the music. They are hitting hard. I kind of wanted to be there. And the pastors dance. People are all out in the aisles and shit. Even Flav's mom was dancing. So, but the reason I wanted to bring that up is because this is not their church. Production had to scout it out. Get permission from the church. Get, like, film releases. And then, I'm just imagining, so what does the, the pastor say that morning? Um, you know, we have some special guests. They're filming a reality TV show with Flavor Flav. He's got eight women here. He's been tugging them all down. He's going to sleep with as many as possible. He's going to choose one to wear his clock. And they're up front if anybody wants to talk to them. And like So many of the people they interact with are straight from central casting, are straight from people who want to be on camera, who are either looking for acting careers or looking for extra careers. Like, I just want to point that out. That you're not watching her church that knows her and is like, yeah, you know, we know Miss Anna. Okay, Miss Anna wants to bring her son in the show. Okay, it's not going to be anything unsavory. If we can do that. This is a church that was approached by someone from a production company that said, we want to film our disgusting show in your church during your service. Is that okay? And they were like, absolutely. Um, all right, but I just wanted to point that out. So Flav's mama's dancing, and Red Oyster is right next to her dancing fucking terribly. That's the worst fucking dancing I've seen in a long time. I've seen people dance terribly on purpose. She she was doing a lot. She looked lost. She looked lost. I almost didn't recognize her either because she wasn't wearing her signature red. She was wearing red, but she in her clothes, remember she's wearing, she's trying to get in the Guinness Book of World Records. But she's wearing, she wasn't wearing her bright red lipstick. It's true, red red lipstick brightens up your face. Like, you can put on red lipstick and nothing else, and it looks like you purposely are done up. And she took it off, and I was like, oh, she's just not doing shit. She's she's lotion and red lipstick. That's all she got. Oh, okay. I'm obviously not calling her ugly or anything. I'm just saying that, like, it's a world of difference. Um... So after church, they go to brunch, I suppose, at a tea room. And each of them are supposed to get a little bit of time with Flav's mom. Flav's not there. Um, And it goes about as well as you can expect. Uh, Miss Anna is very much like, who are these bitches and why am I here? She often, okay. This is her second time on a reality TV show. So it's not like I'm like, they didn't twist her arm to get on there. You know what I mean? She didn't have to be on there. I'm sure they paid her some sort of day rate or whatever. It's her son. I mean, um, but she also, when she says things, it sounds like she's reading them off a piece of paper. Like someone coached her to the sign and was like, Miss Anna, so you got to say this now. Okay? All right. All right. So Miss Anna. Make sure you let them know that you just want the best for your son. Like, 
And then somebody's got cue cards up behind the cameras going, Miss Anna, say this, say this. It's weird. Um, but she also seems to like not be taking this at all seriously. She's not paying attention to people. She's making these faces that are like, oh, 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 you're in love with him. Because New York tells her she's in love with him. First of all, New York sits down. Someone else is sitting there. I think Red Oyster. New York gets Red Oyster to leave. And then says that she's a woman pure of heart inside and out. No, she says pure inside and out, which is like, ooh, okay. What? <laughs> what? Um, like, so, so obviously I'm a big fan of New York. And I don't mean like that as in her behavior, but more of like, I think she made this show. I think she was the breakout star of the show. Obviously she was, she got her own spinoff. She's on season two as well. And then she got her spinoff. But I like, for those of you who haven't seen it, she comes in on season two to be the ex that, um, you know, breaks things up. And then Flav brings her into the game, gives her a clock, and she's back in the competition. It's, it was some real wild, at the time, at the time I was like, whoa, this show was doing shit other shows aren't doing. I was very shocked by it all. Um, but the fact is New York is a star. That's what I, that's what I love about her is that she's obviously a star. And at the time she was like a huge fucking villain. And we're going to see some things where, that became like, oh, fucking New York's a villain. But the fact is, she didn't really do much besides, like, play the game wholeheartedly. She, she's not doing what they've accused Hottie of doing. She's not hiding people's shit. She's not uh, playing low or whatever. She's just, like, what the other girls don't like about her at this moment is that she is uninterested in being friends with them. And she is unapologetically there and in love with Flavor Flav and believes that they are dating and believes that if he leaves the house with other women, he is making a mistake and believes that they have a connect. Like, that's all that's going on here. I stand her for her quips, for her one-liners, for the way she's playing the game. We won't see her do anything villainous for a few more episodes. But I remember at the time watching this that she was the villain. She was the worst person in the show. She was the one you didn't like. I like Goldie. Hoops. I like Goldie because I think she thought she was funny. And um, as I talk about all the time, you know, guys, I'm a big fan of drag queens. And what is my favorite drag queen? A fucking comedy queen. Why? Because I'm a comedy queen. And Goldie's a comedy queen. All she's doing there is having a good fucking time. Do, do Did anybody ever think she was going to win? Hell fucking no. I don't even think, like, at the time I was like, I don't even think she got casted. I think she, they, they were just like, you know, Goldie, let her come on too. Like, she just was, I really enjoyed her. I liked Hoops because she seemed drawn back. And Hoops was pretty for 2006. And I hope I'm not, like, I hope I'm not, like, hope you're not taking that as me calling Hoops ugly. She's not ugly. But she's got some serious eyebrows, 
and a very wide nose. No one's contouring right now. And she's she's not really she's not wearing a lot of makeup. She's not doing a lot with herself, with her hair and her clothes. The fact is she is she is doing the bare minimum, but she's such a pretty girl that it works for her. She is such a good personality that it kind of works for her. So I remember I liked hoops. I liked Goldie. Um, I thought Pumpkin looked like a drug addict to me. I don't know why. I don't know. She seemed like a drug addict to me. I, now that I'm watching it again, like you guys know, I was just talking about last week how I, was watch, how I watched Meet the Barkers. And the first time I watched it, I was, I, I was like, oh, that poor little Atiana is so ugly. <sighs> Sad. And then I rewatched it. I was like, what the fuck was I talking about? That kid's not ugly. Even as I'm watching this again, I'm like, why did I think Pumpkin was a drug addict? I thought she was like, meth out. <laughs> again, I don't know what I was thinking. But like, but at the time, I fully bought into this, to the idea that New York is a huge villain and she's terrible and she should go. And now, and not just this time, I've watched this a lot. It was only on a few rewatchings. I was like, why is she the villain? Because she don't want to be friends with y'all? Because you're mad at her? Uh, because she is here to win and really thinks she's in love with Flav or is at least, at least acting that way? And you're mad at her and what she does is call you ugly instead of like run off and cry? Like, she's doing what she's supposed to be fucking doing. I don't know how I got stuck on this. I don't know. Why am I talking about Oh, I guess what I'm, the reason I'm talking about this is because, is because, like, even in this moment, you're like, what the fuck is she talking about? But she is all in. She is, this girl did not dip a toe into this. She jumped in the fucking pool and held her breath and went down to the fucking bottom. She is all in. She is going to go to a table to tell this woman, Miss Anna looks like, she looks like so many people's grandmas. She looks like an auntie to me. She looks like, like one of my mother's sisters, one of my mother's older, older sisters. My mom doesn't look that old. And, but she, she reminds me of my aunt Melvin, which I know is a strange name. I think her name is Melvane. Okay. She's my great aunt Melvane, but I come from a bunch of people who don't pronounce things correctly, as you can tell by listening to me. And so her name has always been Melvin. She reminds me of like my Aunt Melvin. She, she, I would be embarrassed to be speaking to her like that. I would, but New York is not. New York is like, I'm just going to sit down and be like, you know, I'm in love with your son. I'm pure of heart. You're in love. Like, <laughs> and again, watching this from in 2019 as opposed to 2006, I'm like, I applaud you. You know what you want. You're being direct about it. The other girls that sit down, like mom, like I said, she makes a lot of faces. She, sweetie is like trying to tell her a life story and explain like her, what her name means and like how she was assigned to Capitol Records and what she used to look like. And, but it sounds like an elevator speech, which I don't fault sweetie for because the fact is you only have a little bit of time with her and you want to tell her what you're about. But, so you kind of have to have an elevator speech. But the fact is it can't sound like one. And it sounded like one. And 
Miss Anna was like, oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening to you. I was looking at that biscuit over there. And that's when I was like, yeah, I like this woman. I like this woman. Because I was looking at the biscuit, too. It looked a little dry and crumbly to me. To me. But Miss Anna seemed to want it. Whatever. Um, and Sweetie was annoyed by that. Hottie. <laughs> Hottie sits down. Hottie's a code switcher. Well, mm, let me take that back. So when I talk about code switching, um, the last time I was on Team Mom, or last time I was on Feathers in My Hair with Liz, I talked about how Ashley is, Ashley from Team Mom Young and Pregnant is a great code switcher. And what I mean by that is that when she's with Barr, she's very much a, like she was a stripper in Vegas. We all think that he was some sort of pimp. Um, he's, he's gang affiliated. I don't think he's like a real gang member. I think that he's like, affiliate that's he's around um the way she talks to shen the way she gets in the shit like ashley is a hood girl but then she'll be at like her cna classes and be like yeah because you know i'm just trying to look for a feature for me and my baby you know you know the fact is that um bar put his hands on me and you know that's not how things should like she's very good at like she knows when to turn it on and off and I could say that Hottie is the same, like, but I, I, there's also a part of me that's like, no, she isn't. She's not code switching. What she is, is though, is someone who presents well. Let me take that back. She doesn't present well, but no, but has a sense of what needs to be for her presentation. Like, York's to the table and it's like, I mean, look, it's your son and I'm pure inside and out. Hottie sits down and it's like, I've done this and I've done that. And, and, and I've, um, you know, these are all the things I've done in my life. Like she understands that she can't sit down and be like, these tits are all natural. Cause that's what she keeps saying to deflate. But that's not what you say to the mom. You present in a different way. Oh, but it's off though, because the stuff she's like, presenting I'm like who the fuck cares about that she says at one point she says that she owned residential real estate so she's owned her own business and I was like owning residential real estate just means you owned property in a residential neighborhood which is what you own a house are you trying to say that you used to flip houses are you trying to say that you used to own a house that you rented out what are you trying to say because everything I'm coming up with does not sound impressive at all. Like, why would... I, I'm going to leave that alone. So, anyway. So, everybody sits down. Miss um, Anna tells, you know, tells Flav who she likes the most. And um, Flav decides he needs to get to know everyone. So, Miss Anna goes home or goes back to her hotel, wherever she is. And Flav decides he needs to have a date with everybody. One hour each. That's eight hours of dates. Now, according to them, they start at 7 p.m., which is, why the fuck would you start at 7 p.m. for eight dates? Am I incorrect in believing that your last date will start at 3 a.m. if you start at 7 a.m.? Right? That means your last date will start at 3 a.m. and ends at 4 a.m. Who the... I couldn't even do that when I was 20. I've had the soul of somebody's mama since I was 10 years old. I don't like being out late at night. It makes me feel jittery. I want to go, I, I want to be in my bed. 
but Flav decides that he thinks he's going to do eight hours of dates. One of the things I want to point out here is that Hoops gets the first date. Hoops is really trying to get in there now. You, as we all know, Hoops wins. But it's interesting to think about how little we talk about Hoops and see Hoops throughout the series until towards the end. Now, that's normally how reality competitions work. The fact is that you need to spend more time on the people that are, that are causing drama and the people that are leaving. Hoops gets a lot of talking heads. Like, if you, if you know reality TV really well, all you have to do is see who's getting the most talking heads. There's the narrator of the season, which is Goldie. There is the winner, which is Hoops. There is the villain, which is New York. And there's a crazy person, which is Hottie. Everyone else gets smaller um, talking heads. And so even though we don't see Hoops with Flav a lot, she's still, the, the editors are giving me a lot of what she's saying. And that, can, and that should imply to you that she's going to stick around a long time. Also, people, like I said, people who get a lot of um, attention are usually going home because they're, they're trying to get their story out before they leave. Or the editors are trying to get their story out before they leave. The, the people don't know they're going home. But it's interesting to look back here and remember that who's hung back for a while? But now she's, like, getting out in the open. She's, like, hugging and kissing Flav. And he's like, why do you love me like this? And she's like, because you love me back, which is a stupid answer. But I think she's like 22. So, you know, what else? What the fuck else are you going to say? Um, Goldie and Flavor, pure comedy as usual. She calls herself a Thanksgiving dinner and tells him to taste it. Um, Flav is very much entranced with Hottie's big tits. New York tells him he's got big meat. Um... Sweetie is riding him like a fucking donkey. Like, she's just out there being, like, real... I'm gonna say this. Real extra. Um, like, someone told her, like, you're not popping on screen. You've got to, like, bring bring it up a couple of notch. And that's notches, and that's what she was doing. And it came off really fucking fake. Um, the realest thing that fucking happened during these dates, is that he fell asleep on Red Oyster. And I fucking believe it. That shit was so real. The way he was snoring, that was not a setup. That was not production saying, pretend like you're asleep. The way he woke up and was like, uh, tell, like, like, like he thought that he was still in the middle of a conversation. And he goes, tell me. Like, <laughs> that shit was so real. She asked if he fell asleep and he was like, kind of. Like, that shit was so fucking real. I laughed so hard. Flav's an old man, guys. An old man. He's a, and, and chronologically, he's not that old, but keep in mind he's been using drugs and living a, a very uh, wild lifestyle for a lot of years. He's an old guy. And he was fucking tired. Um, Smiley was last, and she fell asleep before he could get to her. And I suppose that's probably real, because you know what? Even though they're talking about, like, it's going to be one-hour increments, they got to set up, they, shit like that. People got to pee, smoke cigarettes. I bet you they got behind. I bet you it was 6 a.m. before he got to fucking Smiley. Or that they started at 5 p.m. or even 4 p.m., which makes 
it means it was like midnight starting. She was still asleep. Either way, like the fact is that production liked that storyline, and because otherwise someone would woke her ass up to go on a date. Um, something I noticed here is as they went to commercial, they cut to an exterior shot that they've been cutting to a lot, and there's a dinosaur, like a T Rex, I believe, wearing a big clock. And at first I was like, where is that fucking dinosaur? And then I realized it's at the beginning. It's at the front of the mansion um, on the front lawn. But the real question is, why is that dinosaur? Why is that dinosaur there? Why are they dressed like Flavor Flav? What? You know what? Don't ask questions, princess. That. You know the answer is going to be ridiculous. Don't do it. Don't do it. So. When we get back from commercial break, Flav is pretending to go to sleep in the house because remember, he does not sleep there. And there is a knock at the door. So, it's Hoops. And Pumpkin. Hoops is wearing regular clothes. Like, I don't know, lounge clothes. Like, uh, pajama pants and a shirt. Pumpkin is wearing a French-made Halloween costume from Party City. That's what it fucking looks like. And she looks terrible in it. Um, <laughs> since Flav doesn't sleep there, this means Hoops and Pumpkin told somebody that they wanted to go do this. They want to go catch it on Flav. And someone said, Flav, go pretend like you're going to sleep. At whatever time this was. This could have been six days later. It didn't have to be that night. Um, and so I just want to talk. I just want to like set the scene there. So they're in there. They're kissing him and laying on him. And I guess they're going to sleep. They don't have no covers on. Can you guys sleep without covers on? Can you just like lay in a bed or on a couch with nothing covering you and go to sleep? That's what they were doing. It was. And also keep in mind that there's a cameraman which means there's a sound guy in there, which means there's a producer in there. There are three people standing in that room. They are not a fucking sleep. They're not. This is not like Rock of Love where the door was closed when... On that series, when the door will close, I believe they were fucking. I believe they were because... Or at least they did a, they did a good job of, of making us believe they were fucking. Because... They did not show us footage, which which implies there was no cameraman. It was just the people by themselves. So, it's like on Black Ink uh, Chicago when, uh, what is that dude's name? I just forgot. His name just went out of my head. But his, his wife's name is Ashley. And he was going to get married to Ashley in Puerto Rico. And he'd already slept with Charmaine in the shop. And they had some strippers come over in Puerto Rico. Not some hot strippers. Some local discount strippers, by the way, just so you know. They go in the room to talk. And the mic's on. And all you hear is slurping. And then you see a talking head of Kat say, they went in the room to talk, but she only speaks Spanish. And he doesn't speak Spanish, so what the fuck are they talking about? That type of thing where you're like, okay, or it's obviously something, obvious something happened. They did a lot on Rock of Love. Um, I can't remember if they did it on... on uh, for the love of Ray J. But this setup, nothing's happening. So then, 
guys, you know, I watch this with a uh, closed captioning on. I watch most things with closed captioning on because I read faster and I feel like I'm going deaf. And also, um, when I take the screenshots, it's better because you can see what they're saying. <laughs> the screen says military music playing. Then you see New York marching through the hallway wearing a bright pink bikini lingerie set that looks like she went to Styles with a Z in the bed in the ghetto mall. <laughs> it, it, I'm sure it's supposed to look like satin. It looks like polyester. <laughs> it looks like it itches. It looks like she's going to have a rash on her crotch. It looks, <laughs> it looks cheap. It looks like if it came down the runway on Project Runway that Michael Kors would have made a face and said, well, how much did you spend on this fabric? $1.99. It's not the look, ma'am. And also, she's got a fucking, she's got a fucking cigarette in her mouth. She's smoking inside. In 2019, can you, can you even imagine being somewhere and somebody walks by you with a lit fucking cigarette inside someplace? Even outside, I'd be like, ooh, those people are smoking? Ugh. But inside, like they're walking, <laughs> you'd be like, what the fuck? Who is this? So she's marching to her military music. She gets in there and she sees that pumpkin and hoops are in there. And she calls them a bunch of, a couple of sluts. <laughs> the way she says sluts. Guys, I, like in my real life, I don't call anybody a slut. Like, unless I'm being ironic. I'm never like, seriously like, well, this person is a slut. I'm always like, girl, get your slutting up. Like, I'm never, it, I, I'm never thinking of it as a bad word or something mean to say about somebody in a serious way. But the way New York said, there are a couple of sluts, the way she pronounced sluts. <laughs> I don't know. It's just delicious the way she said it. Like, she's like, well, you know how they are. There are a couple, she's throwing her head back. There are a couple of sluts. <laughs> Why? Because they had the same idea you had just a couple of minutes earlier. You know what? I bet they're all back there talking about it, that they should just run it. They should have, you know, get some time with Flav or whatever. And then New York said she was going to go do it. <laughs> and then Pumpkin and Hoops was like, nah, we're going first. And they ran out while she was back there doing her fucking hair or something. <laughs> she probably was doing her hair for 30 minutes. And they were like, okay, we, this is a good time to run in there. Dude, I cannot get over how cheap that outfit looks. It looks like it gave her a fucking UTI or yeast infection. It looked like it didn't breathe. It looked like it didn't breathe. Anyway, she goes in there. She's mad at them. She calls them sluts. They're laying down. I claim they can't even, like, she's not there. And um, it's so funny because she can't even get on the bed. There's, there's no room for her on the fucking bed. And what she decides to do, there's not even a pillow. She's, like, laying on the outside of the bed. And she has to get a pillow so she can get comfortable. And then she's, like, holding his arm that's around the two girls and she's like, in her talking to him, she's like, well, I just, you know, I just wanted to be there with him. And we connected. And it's like, he's, he's a fucking sleep. He doesn't even know you're there. It reminds me of, um, I, I just recently listened to 
John Benjamin's uh, audiobook. I forget the name of it. It's something about failure. And it's a really funny book. <laughs> he talks about how he accidentally got into a porn where two cousins were fucking when he was 15. <laughs> it's really funny. But he also talks about threesomes and what he likes to call a John Benjamin threesome in which his friend invites him to be a part of a threesome with another girl with a girl excuse me his friend is a male the girl there's a girl and then there's John Benjamin and he doesn't quite get in there <laughs> so basically in the end He's just kind of laying next to them, petting the motherfucking. <laughs> it's a good book. You guys should listen to it. You should. And the reason you should listen to it is John, excuse me, his name, he goes by H. John Benjamin, but everyone calls him John in his life. His first name is Harry. He was named after like a relative and his family never called him that. I understand that. My family has never called me princess unless they're making fun of me. They, unless they, unless I'm a butt of a joke, I have never been called princess by my family. Ever. And so I get what he's saying. They gave you this name and then they never called you that. They call you by your middle name. Um, and so that's why it's, um, I said John Benjamin, but it's H. John Benjamin. And um, it's really funny. And you know, he's got that voice. The one voice he does. He talks about that too. Even though he's a voice actor, he's got one voice. Um, and he, having, having him read the book to you in that voice is like a delight. It's a delight. And Having him, like, describe his reaction to finding out he's going to be in a porn. <laughs> finding <laughs> He talks about loving disco music and getting beat up. Because <laughs> he was riding a tandem bicycle with his best friend, or a friend, listening to disco music. He's got some funny fucking stories. You guys need to listen to it. He tells an epic story at the end that was also on Aisha Tyler's podcast. She doesn't do it anymore. It's called Girl on Guy. But she used to always ask people for their self-inflicted wound. Basically, this uh, an embarrassing thing, a story that happened to them that is, like, their fault or, like, mostly their fault. And he tells this epic story of diarrhea. And it's so good. Yeah, listen to that book. And that is the conclusion of Princess's Book Corner. Da -da 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 -da. Anyway, um, so, yeah. Very sad. <laughs> Very sad. And so supposedly they go to sleep. They don't, but okay. The next morning they all go down to the pool and Flav is talking about what he likes in a woman's figure. The nerve of this motherfucker. The nerve of this broke, ugly <laughs> motherfucker with all the baggage in the world out here telling us what a woman needs to look like to get with him. The fucking nerve. He reminds me of all those memes of these broke, ashy motherfuckers talking about what a woman needs to be to be with them. A woman needs this, a woman needs that. She needs to bring this to the table. She needs to bring that to the table. Meanwhile, he doesn't bring shit to the table but his hungry-ass stomach. I am so sick of people wanting things from people that they couldn't give. I'm sick of ugly people talking about mad that, that really attractive people don't want anything to do with them because you don't want to date someone that's on the same level as you flay the way i forget what he said i think he said like a 94 65 
26. I, he said some really nonsense numbers about like a woman's measurements. Flavor Flav looks like he hasn't had a vegetable ever. He looks emaciated. He looks very, very skinny. Um, as as some of my more southern relatives would say, he looks po, which is like you don't have any meat on your bones. He looks like you you can't afford to feed yourself. He looks like he just got out of Taiwanese prison for smuggling fucking drugs. He looks like you remember that movie Broke Down Palace with uh, Claire Danes and that chick that let Ariana Grande's ex boner. You know who I'm talking about, right? That's her, right? I think so. Anyway, she he he looks like. Remember they get they get like a million years in prison in, in a in it's either Singapore or, Tha- or Thailand I'm not sure um, you get like a million years in prison for uh, smuggling drugs because a dude they were with was like like basically fucked them over he looks like he was in a cell next to them he's got gold teeth and he's wearing those. Clip into gold teeth, which means his regular teeth are probably fucked. He's old. And, like I said, what's he, like 46 or something like that when this is going on? It's not that I think 46 is the end of the world. But 46, when you've had a hard life, is old. With these girls, some of these girls are 22 years old. That's old. Like, you don't have any money. And you rhyme all the time like the village idiot. And you got the nerve to sit here and act as if you desire. And I'm not saying that you can't desire that. We all desire a lot of fucking shit, okay? But you got the nerve to be sitting in a pool and tell these women, sitting in a pool so we can see your body and then describe a woman with a stacked fucking body and think, and say that's the type of woman I want. That's that's what I'm looking for. When you don't bring nothing like that to the fucking table, I am. De- I'm so fucking mad, y'all. I'm so fucking mad. Anyway, let me let me breathe. So when Flav says that, that's when Hobby starts lying. Essentially, she says she has 34 double D's, a 26 inch waist, and 36 inch hips. Y'all, how to be lying? That's all. How to be lying? First of all, she probably doesn't know her bra size because most women don't know their correct bra size. Most women eyeball it, guess, and then walk around with ill-fitting bra uh, bras that hurt and you know aren't great. Um, so I'll let's start there. The fact is, you probably wear a higher cup size than you think you do, um, and a lower uh, band size. So that's it. Because she might have E's. The, the truth is she might have E's or F's. But she, if she was wearing the correct band size, it would work better. But whatever. 34 double D's. And she keeps saying all natural. Which makes me believe her boobs aren't natural. It makes me believe they're boob jobs. And I like to believe that. Because wouldn't it be funny if Holly went out and got a boob job. And they look just like saggy natural big ass boobs. And the third thing is. Does, does Holly think we're blind? Where is Hottie measuring her waist at? 
right underneath her boobs. What? Red Oyster says that, you know, you know, that she points at Hottie and goes, back's 26 inches? Because I could have sworn I was 26 inches. And Hottie just nods and blinks her eyes. Like, this is an unnecessary lie. This is an unnecessary lie. This would be like if I just walk, if I if people were like, we're just sitting around a pool and I'm in my bathing suit. And I was just like, yeah, I weigh 105 pounds. Why would I say that? All someone has to do is use their eyes and look at me and know that's not true. I just, this is part of the reason, so this is part of the reason people dislike Hottie because this is so obviously a fucking lie. And she's so confident with telling us this. And she's just blinking her eyes like, yeah, this is what we do. So Flav tells them there's going to be a chicken, a fried chicken contest, cooking contest, which is one of the problems people have with these type of shows is that they play into the stereotypes of black people. I I think all reality TV shows play into certain stereotypes, the period. But because Flavor Flav is who he is, his stereotypes are going to be of a very specific type of black person. And so, of course, he's going to have a fried chicken making contest. <laughs> um, this one time, so I was at my, I, I probably told this story on Spilling Tea, but I don't think, maybe you guys are new, so I'll tell it again. But my husband and I were at our foster agency for some training. It was a long day of training. It was like five hours. So you get a lunch break. And it's in Salado, Texas, which is a very small town. Um, it's like on the, it's a very small town on the highway on the way to Temple, Waco, Temple, Waco, for Florida hood. And so there's not much to get around there. I mean, there's places to eat, but there's not a lot to get around there. My husband's really hungry. My husband loves fried chicken. He fries some mean chicken. Um, I'm not a huge fan, but he loves it. He loves it with hot sauce and all that. So there's a fried chicken spot across the street. And my husband's like, yep, let's go there. And I said, did you see that we're the only black people there? And we are because Austin is an incredibly segregated and very white town. There are, there are lots of black people here. They just keep them in one spot. And we were not in Austin. We were an hour north in a very small town. And most of the people in there and everyone in there was was white. By the way, when I sat down, I didn't have my phone, I left it in the car. When I sat down, I was just looking at the wall and the director of the agency comes out and goes, you must be princess. And there's all these people in the room, they're all white people. And I was like, mm, why must I be princess? And they were like, well, you know, I just figured it was you, the, the, uh, this is when I first started with the agency. The, caseworker you met with said that you had such a sparkling personality. I'm like, I was staring at the wall. I'm not saying anything. My husband's outside smoking, vaping. And, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, I'm not even, I'm literally looking at this wall. What is the fuck is she talking about? And then I realized, caseworker told her I was black. 
which she had a good reason to tell her I was black because when she came, she was talking about how there's lots of transracial fostering and lots, there are disproportionate, there's a disproportionate amount of kids of color in care than foster parents of color. Fact is most of them are white. Most of them are attached to some sort of church. And, um, you know, if you get a little black girl, you've never even touched a black person's hair. You're going to have some questions. And there's a lot of things you can't do with black people's hair that white people do all the time. And I'm not going to go into the specifics of it, but she was telling me that, um, a woman had gotten two little black girls like over the weekend and they, she was taking them to school and she was worried that she hadn't done their hair. Like she was worried their hair looked weird. Like she hadn't done it correctly or, and that other people would know a white woman did their hair or that it was, you know, like other black people would look at it and go, well, who did your hair girl? And so, so I said, do you want to show me a picture? And the caseworker showed me the picture. And I said, I think she's done. I think she's done a good job. Just remember, um, you know, I gave her some tips about what black hair needs that white hair doesn't. And, and basically just gave her like some directions to go in. And she's like, good. Oh, great. I will text her that you said that so that you know that. So that she knows. And I was like, yeah, happy to help. So I understand why the caseworker told her I was black. Cause she said, cause I'm sure she went back and said, Oh, I talked to the new foster family. I got them all set up and they're going to come in for their training. Um, and also she was helpful because, you know, we got those two little black girls for this family. You know, she's worried about the hair. And, you know, the new foster parent told me that she thinks it's fine. And she gave me some tips. That makes sense. But you can't, but she couldn't say that to me because it would have been awkward for her to be like, well, you're the only black person in this room right now. So anyway, this is, this is what ha- this has already happened when I first got there. This is what they talk about when they talk about microaggressions. <laughs> this is not a podcast about race, but I'm just letting you know, this is what they're talking about, about microaggressions and that microaggressions don't have to be aggressive. They can just be like, here's a tiny moment to let you know that you're different than everybody else in the room. Just don't want you to forget. And it's not, it doesn't have to be on purpose. It's just a moment, a very small moment. So anyway, it's lunchtime. We're the only black people. So I said, listen, we're the only black people there. You know, half those people have never met a black person or don't interact with black people on a regular basis. And they are going to expect us to go over and get this chicken. They're going to be like, that's what they told us about it. They love that chicken, you know. They live off of that shit. They eat it four times a week. Other times they're eating collard greens. So I was like, I refuse. First of all, I'm not a big fried chicken fan in the first place. I got to be in the mood for it. I was in the mood for it. And then also I was like, I don't want to come back and be the only people eating fried chicken. And for them to be like, yep, that's what they told us they do. And so um, I think we went to Sonic or something. We get back. Everybody's got their lunch. Everybody in the room is eating fried chicken. Everyone. All, of, all the white people in the room are eating fried chicken. And we're eating Sonic. My husband looks at me, and he was so angry at me. Not only did I deny him the fried chicken, now he had to watch everybody else eat it. And he'll never let me forget that moment. Never, never, never let me forget that moment. Anyway, that has nothing to do with this. <laughs> they're going to make, they're going to have a fried chicken cook off because that's what Flav, Flav loves some fried chicken. I think Flav even had a fried chicken spot. Hmm? By second or third season? 
don't know. So the cook-off was about 30 minutes. They give them a, they're giving them a whole chicken to fry. So it's not just that they got a all the pieces of a chicken to fry. I used to work for Hardee's. It was one, it was one it was my first W two job, and um, I had to fry the chicken. And the chicken would come in this package. It wasn't the whole chicken. It was just all the pieces for a whole chicken. And I'd have to bread it and do all the things. So that's what I was expecting them to get. I forgot they gave them a whole fucking chicken. So that's even harder because you got to cut it. That's why all the chicken only had, when he was tasting it, they only had like drumsticks and shit. And like a couple of them had a breast because who's going to who's gonna break down a whole fucking chicken? So we've got 30 minutes to do this. So that's another thing. You only have 30 minutes. Like, breaking down, I mean, it's going to take a, a long time, but breaking down a whole fucking chicken, breading it and frying it in 30 minutes is, is pushing it. You're pushing it. Um, so to start off, Sweetie's already crying. Sweetie is crying because a rooster attacked her as a child, and she can't touch chicken anymore. Honestly, I would respect Sweetie more if she had been crying because she was a vegan, and she did not touch. Because if you don't eat meat... And then someone has you touch raw meat. It's a lot. It's a lot. Especially in many, many years. It's a lot. Um, so I thought, so I thought that's why she was gonna be crying. No, she's crying because a rooster basically hurt her. He she said she he took some fat chunks out of her leg. So I, I can imagine him. And she's a little kid. I imagine that's like a traumatic experience. But that she can't touch chicken since. Chicken's everywhere. I don't know. It seemed, it seemed a little overdramatic. That's all. It seemed overdramatic to me. Does, and I'm not trying to be a dick here because the fact is I would not have wanted to do this. Like I said, my, when I used to have to do, when I used to have to break, not break down, but when I used to have to like separate the chicken parts, fry chicken, put it away, like your fingers and your hands get, first of all, they get chicken all over them, like underneath your nails and shit. It smells terrible. Then when you're breading and frying, you get, they didn't use yolk, but it was like a, a liquid that was essentially yolk. But you get that all, that dries up on your hands. The flour dries on your hand, it comes off. It's disgusting. I would, I would have been like, no, I don't want to do this. I don't do this. Why would I want to do this? So I can feel her not wanting to do it. But. You don't touch chicken because one time a chicken bit you. This chicken's dead. You feel me? It it seems like it it would just make more sense if she didn't want to be around meat because she didn't eat meat and she hadn't been around and, and you know, it's bloody, it's all these other things. The like you're not scared of this chicken. It's dead. So what are you crying about? I, I don't know. Hottie asks if she can have it catered, which is just, okay, Hottie. She says it with a straight face, too. Um, Hoops is comfortable because she cooks a lot. She has five younger siblings. I seem to recall Hoops. I know what Hoops' mom looked like because I watched this, this season. We're going to see Hoops' mom at the end. But I remember, like, a reality show or maybe a special or something where Hoops and her family. She is the oldest of five, and she is like a mother figure to them. They all kind of look like her. 
I don't. I seem to remember. I remember it being boring as fuck too. What would it be? Would it have been a TV one? What what, what network would it have been on? I don't think TV one existed back then. Okay, anyway. Um, Pumpkin doesn't know what giblets are. She doesn't cook fried chicken. She doesn't eat fried chicken. Um, but the way she said it, like I know I just said I'm not like a big fan of fried chicken, but the way she says it, I don't eat fried chicken, as if she never eats fried chicken, and and that's it's it's strange to find someone who never eat never eats fried chicken ever. That's that's strange. But anyway, she doesn't know what giblets are. Um, Smiley is definitely undercooking hers. Um. Hottie says she was raised vegetarian, but she was really, but I'm assuming she was just raised stupid because that chicken, she stuffs the chicken with raw vegetables, marshmallows, and like spreads like rice noodles all over it and then microwaves it. And the worst thing she did, because I mean, obviously all this is the worst thing because it's a hot fucking mess. You don't fucking microwave a fucking whole chicken. But the worst thing she did is that she put the chicken into the microwave. Something fell off onto the ground and she picked it up off the ground and put it back on the chicken and closed the door. Like, it's hit the ground. It's done. We don't, you're not cooking that and serving it to someone. I was at a dinner party once. I was at a fucking dinner party once. And she was making Thai food. And I was at the table. And I, could, and I was the only one who could see through the, through, into the kitchen. She dropped fucking food on the ground. And then picked up and put it back in the pot. And then I was like, I'm good with this water. Like, I, if I if it was today, I might have said, I remember like, did you just pick it up off the ground? But today I'm like, oh. I mean, at the time I was like, I'm just going to drink this water. Because what you do in your own home is your own business. But the other thing is, if you're going to give me the food, you you need to be you need to be following health code violations. Like, if you want to drop a Pop-Tart on the ground and eat it, no disrespect. I, I, I no judgment for me. I'm not going to say I've never dropped a fucking Kit Kat on the ground and eat it. I'm not going to say that. I'm just not. I'm going to keep it real with you guys. That said, I would not also drop a Kit Kat on the ground and then offer it to you to eat. You you see what the difference is there? One, I'm taking on the, the liability myself. I've decided I'm that much of a fucking pig that I'm going to eat the shit off the floor. I'm going to you know what? I'll risk it. I'll risk it. Asking you to risk it is a whole nother thing. And then not telling you about it is a real big thing. I, no, 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 no. Okay, so Miss Anna comes back and they do a blind ju- judging of the chicken. Quote, unquote, blind. It's not fucking blind. I, I know it's not blind. Um, He likes hoops and hotties. Hottie actually gets her chicken going. She cried through, but she got it done. Red Oyster serve chicken chunks. I don't think she broke down the chicken. I think she just cut off pieces and fried it. And she put a heart and ketchup on her plate. And he says, so I just know this was cooked from the heart. Okay, Flav. Pumpkin, like I said, doesn't eat fried chicken. And hers wasn't even done all the way, which to me is the worst thing you can fucking do. Her and Smiley with this undone chicken is bullshit. You Undercooked chicken can kill you. Like, <laughs> you're fucking crazy. Um... And then, of course, they left Hottie for for last because, of course, they did because production. When they opened the the dish, Miss Anna was like, "Ugh!" 
I was like, I'm right there with you, Miss Anna Drayton. Because yes, that was ugh. Why would someone give you that? And even though Flav went to the bathroom to spit out pumpkin's food because it was not cooked. Like it, so like if I go to Popeye's or something, because I do like Popeye's chicken. Um if I but again, it's one of those things you have to be I have to be asking for. And I haven't had that sandwich, by the way, because I know what Popeye's chicken tastes like and I don't need to go get the sandwich. I'm not like in the mood for that. And I'm all and I'm I'm definitely not in the mood to sit in a fucking line. I am in the mood to have an alternative to Chick-fil-A, which I don't eat because they hate gay people. And you can spend that I like like I'm not judging you if you eat Chick-fil-A. I'm not saying I'm not like, well, how dare you keep going to Chick-fil-A? I'm not saying that. Like if you go to Chick-fil-A, you fucking go to Chick-fil-A. That's what you do. But for me, I can't get over the fact that I'm funding initiatives to take rights away from gay people. I cannot get over that. I the chicken's fine there. But like they are still pumping money in organizations that even though we um, queer people have the right to get married, same-sex marriages is is a federal is legal on a federal level. The fact is, there are still states where getting the license to get married is really hard, and they make it extra hard for you. There are still states where adopting as a same-sex couple is difficult, and the fact is, Chick Fil A funds organizations that work on initiatives to help to help draft laws to keep gay people from doing things. They they are still still doing it. They're they are funding some their money funds an organization that helped I forget what country it is. Which is a problem. But it's in Africa. I'm sorry. I don't want to say a name of a country because I know it's gonna be the wrong country. But um where this new law passed that puts if they find you having gay sex, they can put you to death. And one of those organizations traveled there to help them to help them structure this law so that it could be enforceable. And that organization gets a large amount of money from Chick Fil A every year. And I'm just I always tell you guys my my um, moral compass does not point due, point due north. I'm just it's not who I am. I'm not a good person. If I was a good person, I wouldn't have to work this hard to try to do the right thing when I do it. That said, the chicken's not good enough for me to, to pretend to not recognize that I put money in the pockets of a company that puts money in the pockets of an organization that hurts gay, lesbian, queer people. I'm just not doing that. And so, yeah, I love that 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 there's a, a spicy chicken out there that doesn't do that. Not that I think Popeye's is an altruistic organization. It's owned by, oh, you, okay, you guys see what I'm saying here. They probably don't eat the fucking Trump. That, but no more than like Apple does. No more, you know what I'm trying to say here? Like they're, dealing with corporations is a necessary evil and it's really hard not to deal with them in your life. But I can't, well, and so when people are like, well, then you can't wear clothes because this, because they do this and they do that. No, what I can do though, is make small strides where I can. So that means if I think that somebody rapes children or 
and they're the CEO of this company, I can, and I can do without their product, I will do that. If I think that a company funds homophobic initiatives and I can do without that, I will. And that, and I can do without Chick-fil-A. I did not mean to go on a Chick-fil-A rant. I did not. Anyway, what I was trying to say is that when you do eat fried chicken, like you go to Popeye's or you go, or you get like, even some grocery stores have decent fried chicken and you bite into it and the meat is pink, you want to vomit because undercooked chicken can kill you. Um, yeah, so when this absolutely not, so pumpkin and hot and smileys are undercooked, but hotties is not cooked at all. She put it in the microwave. She put it on the chicken setting of the microwave, which is, I don't know what the fuck that setting's for. I've never used it because I know you can't cook chicken in the microwave. So when he tasted, he goes, whoever this was, you wasn't serious. Was you, girl? You wasn't serious. Trying to serve this to my mom. And Hottie looks around. They, this might have been editing, but she looks around in the same way Portia and Phaedra looked around when... Candy said somebody's been going around saying that I'm gay or something like that. And Portia goes, who said that? And then Phaedra goes, who said that? Who said that? And the two of them just keep going, who said that? Over and over again. And as the viewers were looking, it was like, it was you, bitch. You two said that. You just said it 10 minutes ago. It's on tape. I can't believe you think you're going to get away with this. And Hottie had the exact same look like, who was it? Who who did that? <laughs> it was probably editing though. Um so I mean Flav ends up choosing hoops for the dinner because he likes chicken the her chicken the most. And they go out with him and his mom. Hoops is wearing a bright pink handkerchief dress and matching bright pink heels. And is she isn't dressed like the early aughts. I don't know who the fuck is. She is, and again, she's got her hair up in a ponytail. <laughs> she's wearing minimal makeup. She's she's lucky she has a naturally pleasing face. She's There's an attractiveness to her. I wouldn't fuck her, but, well, maybe I would. I don't know who I'd fuck. But um, she she's lucky that in certain circles she's like a dream girl because... She ain't work. She ain't working real hard. You know what I mean. And that's not to be like, oh well, if you don't wear a lot of makeup, then you're not. I'm I'm being serious though. She's in a competition for love, and she ain't working that hard on her look. She's just like, she's definitely a chapstick and girl and go kind of girl. Maybe a little lip gloss. That's what she's doing. Um. Miss Anna seems to get along with her. She's asking her a lot of questions about what she does and everything. Miss Anna seems to like her. Um, we found out that Hoops does construction. And what, basically her uncle has a business where he flips houses and she does things like, you know, put in new kitchens and demo and things like that. And they're all surprised. I don't know why they were, I don't know why I was surprised. Look at her guns, her arms. She got some Angela Bassett arms. That girl is in shape. Her body is incredibly tight and she works out and she does physical labor shit. Um... Um, back in the house, like by the time this date is over, back in the house, it's elimination time. 
Um, Pumpkin's the first thing the clock, even though she doesn't know that raw chicken will kill you. Then there's Red Oyster, New York, Goldie. Miss, and by the way, Miss Anna's not there. Miss Anna, again, is gone. Um, and then Smiley. And so it's it goes Pumpkin, Red Oyster, New York, Goldie, Smiley. Who's nervous? Who's talking about how she's nervous because she slept through the date? But again, I don't know. I, you, you got a clock, shit. And so we're down to, like, Hottie and Sweetie. And Sweetie is so sure she's not going home because of Hottie and that fucking chicken. I believe that this was a producer pick. I believe that they're like, Hottie's game. Hottie doesn't mind coming into these confessionals and saying crazy shit. Hottie doesn't mind starting shit on the floor. On the floor. I'm talking like this is a restaurant. On the, um, in the house. Hottie is committed to this game. She's committed to this thing that we're doing. And Sweetie does isn't necessarily that way. And also, of the two of them, when I'm thinking of it from Flav's um, point of view, of the two of them, Hottie's the most committed. And Sweetie is more like, I'm trying to get to know you. And she just, and then also Miss Anna didn't really like her. Because she kind of flubbed at the thing. So I think production was like, yeah, you got to keep, you got to keep um, Hottie. Like, I also think if production wasn't like Hottie stays for right now, Goldie's doing a good job, she's going to stay. I think that if they hadn't said that, then Hottie wouldn't have been the last two picked. I think Red Oyster and Sweetie would have been down. And I think he would have chosen Sweetie and let Red Oyster go. Or maybe he would have let them both go because they do that sometimes too. The thing is, Hottie gets to stay, even though she tried to assassinate Flav's mom with chicken. And, and also, again, Sweetie does not seem that interested in Flav, though she seems desperate to stay, and that is a bad combo. So, basically, after he doesn't give it her clock, Sweetie looks, you know, crestfallen. And so when he doesn't give people a clock, he asks them for love. Which is basically just like a hug goodbye and, you know, a little closure. And when he asked Sweetie for love, she's mad. She's like, are you kidding me? She got her favorite chicken. She was crying. She stayed up late waiting for a date. She says that people are, he says, well, I just don't feel like you were feeling me. Even mind, this is the realest I've ever seen Flav. Well, not the realest. The realest I've ever seen Flav is when he fell asleep on Red Oyster. But he's not doing his court gesture thing. He's like, I just feel like he wasn't really feeling me, which is fair. I don't think she was. And and wanting to stay in the competition is very different from wanting to be intimate with Flavor Flav. It's, you know, and he's just like, I just feel like you weren't feeling me. It's like, it's, like it's not personal. It's not like, I hate you. It's not this. It's not, it's just that I feel like you were not feeling me. And he seems authentic in that, in that moment. It's like, you can be mad if you want to, but you don't want me. So what are we doing here? And then she tells him that people are reflections of yourself. So maybe he's not feeling himself. And then he goes, no, I'm not feeling you. Like he, when he said that it was like, Ooh, okay. <laughs> Cause the way he said it was like with a little bit of force, like before he's just like, you know, 
just some old guy sitting here. Like, I'm not really. You wasn't really feeling me. So what do you want? And then she go, and then he's like, No, I'm not feeling you. <laughs> um, you could tell it could have gotten a little ugly there. Then she tells him that, and I listen. I respect that too, because you know I don't find Flavor Flavor attractive. I don't think any of these girls find him attractive. I'm not saying no one willingly has sex with him or finds something about him attractive. I bet he's a personality queen. And me too. Like I said, me too. I'm a personality queen. I'm somebody who you may not find me especially attractive when you first meet me. But if you're around me, I can I can definitely fucking grow on you. And he's the same way. I bet he's the same way. But I think it's fair for him to say, if you are not physically attracted to me, I'm not going to pick you. Like I only... If I were in the same position, I wouldn't be in the same position. But if I were in the same position where there's a house full of people that were an option for me and they were like, you need to, you know, choose and kind of call them out. The first people I would call out were the people who call out were were the people who are not physically attracted to me. Because if you're not physically attracted to me, we're not going to have a romantic relationship. I enjoy having sex. And if the truth, and if you don't want to have sex with me. There's no way we could be in a physical relationship. We just we just couldn't. So as disgusting as I think flavor flavors. Like I said, and I was very angry at his I need a woman cuz you bring shit to the table. I nothing. I'm annoyed with his slapping of the asses. All these things. I'm I'm unhappy with the fact that he's given everyone slave names because it's easier to remember that even though you had to write them on a name tag and you could have easily written their real names on a name tag and remember those, but whatever. I got to side with Flav on this and say to myself, why do, why would he want to keep you in the mix if you're not physically attracted? If you had the opportunity to be, I don't necessarily think he was asking her for sex that night either. I think it was like, you were, were vibing here, we're talking and everything. And you're all the way over there. Now, there's good reason for you to be all the way over there because I've just eaten a lobster. <laughs> I've just eaten a lobster like Daryl Hannah in, in fucking Splash. That's a very specific reference. But if you know what the fuck I'm talking about, it's Tom Hanks, Daryl Hannah, she's a mermaid. He takes her out for a lobster dinner. She eats it like she's a creature of the sea and like smashes that shit. I understand. So, so if that was the case, I'd be like, yeah, I understand why you're over there. I'm disgusting. But the fact is, you're over, you're all the way over there. You're not interested in me. What are we doing here? We're down to people who are interested in me. Even Goldie would fuck me. So, what's going on? So, she gets down there and she and he's like, well, if you don't have love for me. And she's like, yeah, I still love you. She hugs him and she says she'll pray for him. And outside she calls him retarded. <laughs> so obviously 2019, we don't say that word. Well, well, I don't use the word because words mean things. And what that word means, I am never, 
the connotation behind that word, I don't need to use. I don't need to call anybody that. I don't need to refer to anybody as that. Sweetie will later argue at the reunion that she's using it in the hip-hop term sense. But the hip-hop sense of the word is not very different from the slur use of the word. So I don't get what her argument is. But again, it's 2006 and they let her say it on TV. So she calls him that and she's mad. And her real name's, I think it's Tiki or something like that. That's what she was trying to tell Miss Anna anyway. Miss Anna was worried about that biscuit. All right. This is a good episode for me. It's one of my favorite episodes. I love the chicken episode. Next week, we're going to do some new stuff. I'm going to, hopefully I'll have a guest. If you know of somebody, if you've got a podcast or you know of somebody with a podcast that I need to be having as a guest, let me know. If you know of a if you have a podcast and you think I should be on it, let me know. Um, my scheduling is a little whack, but um, I will do, um, I'm interested in, in like doing some guesting and the truth is that I probably need to get on a better schedule anyway, so maybe they'll force me to. But that's it, guys, and I'll see you next week.